Welcome to the ICFM Leadership Podcast, where we focus on empowering, equipping, and leading. We pray this message will bless and inspire you. Hello, my name is Pastor Rodney Kyles, and I'm here at Corona at the Assembly Church. Today, I want to talk to you about leadership. In today's world, we hear a lot about leadership, but I want to take a few minutes to talk to you about leadership God's way. So if, you had a, if you're taking notes and you want a title to this message, it'll be Leadership God's Way. So first, before we get started, let's take a look at what leadership is. Leadership is the ability, talent, or skill to influence people to follow an action, idea, standard, vision, or goal. Now, I want you to take the time to really notice what I said. It's the ability or the skill to influence people. So what am I saying here? Well, it's not about what you know. You can know the Bible from Genesis to Revelations inside and out. But unless you have the skill or the ability to influence others, then it doesn't really matter. Now, I want to talk to you about that. There's a flip side to that coin. Um, and that is if you have the ability to influence people, but you're a little light on the knowledge of God and his word, then now you risk the chance of being viewed as a manipulator or, uh, someone who's in it, uh, for the wrong reasons. One principle I want to focus on, and that's going to be throughout uh, this three point lesson is leaders lead by influence. I'll say it again. Leaders lead by influence. Influence is the currency of leadership. So let's get started. Now that we know what leadership is, I want to give you three points on how to lead God's way. Number one, first, you must learn how to lead yourself. That's a, a novel idea. You can't be a leader of others until you learn how to lead yourself. And what do I mean by that? Well, first you need to uh, humble yourself, swallow your pride, identify or recognize your weaknesses. Everyone has weaknesses. You know, the Bible says there is wisdom in the counsel of many. Well, because we're each different. We each have strengths. We have weaknesses. That brings us to the next one. Identify your strengths. Just as, much as you must, just as much as you recognize your weaknesses, you must identify your strengths. So once we have a good hold on who we are, what our strengths are, what our weaknesses are, then I want you to expect, I want you to anticipate your progress. Anticipate your progress. You must set goals for yourself. And as you build the team around you, you must build a team according to your weaknesses. If you have a team that has the same weaknesses as you, how far can you truly go? So when someone is working in their strengths, then I'm going to give them the floor 
if a subject or an area in my ministry uh, calls for his expertise. I want to hear what that person says. I'm not going to run the floor because I know I'm not, I'm, I'm not strong in that area. I may be weak in that area. Once you have this team in place, you must expect your progress. Now, if you, if you read in Exodus chapter four, uh, the story of Moses, I find this very interesting. You'll see that when God called Moses to deliver the children of Israel out of Egypt, <laughs> Moses gave a long list <laughs> of his weaknesses. He was telling, hey, you know, I'm not the one. You know, I don't speak well. Uh, he gave all these excuses. They don't even like me. You know, he, you know, he was a prince of Egypt. Well, God asked him and, and, and revealed to him, hey, you have Moses. You have me. He revealed to him what he actually had going for him. And ultimately, God told him, hey, I'll be with you. Don't fret. So when Moses went out before Pharaoh, he expected and anticipated progress. Now, you're not facing Pharaoh. You're not facing uh, uh, empire, uh, one man against you know, a superpower or the empire of the day. What you're doing is you're, you are a, a part, uh, a part of a greater body. And Jesus is the head of that body. That's the church. So you've been called to do something that you need God to do, but you're not alone. Okay. So number one, you must first learn to lead yourself. Number two, credibility is mandatory for leadership. I'll say that again. Credibility is mandatory for leadership. So if influence is the currency of leadership, then your credibility is the account from which you withdraw. You only have a few ways to build your influence or to strengthen your credibility. But once you spend that influence and you don't strengthen or deposit more, then you will go bankrupt. And once you go bankrupt of influence, then your days in leadership are over. If people don't believe in the leader, they won't believe in that leader's message. Robert McDonald, a former CEO and chairman of Procter & Gamble, he said leadership is the scarcest resource and the most important resource in the world. Nothing happens without leadership. So leadership is extremely important. Leadership is what makes the world go round. So if leadership is so important and your credibility is important for leadership, is important for your influence, then you may be asking yourself, well, how can I strengthen my credibility? Well, I'm glad you asked. There's two things right off the bat that will strengthen your credibility, which will therefore strengthen your influence with your people. The number one is character. Character makes trust possible. And lack of character will make it very difficult 
for you to be trusted. If you do not have character, then you do not have the people's trust. Number two, the second one, honesty. You must value honesty over popularity. You know, in today's world, there's far too many pastors and far too many ministers speaking on what they on what they think the people want to hear instead of speaking on truth. Now, God has called us to speak truth, not our opinions, not even speaking on our current understanding of things, but we're to speak on God's truth. So I was a guest. I was invited um, uh, as a guest on a video podcast. And I was a well-known pastor, a very big church. Um, And this was during the time of the civil unrest that, you know, this country experienced um, that occurred as a result of that George Floyd incident. Well, of course, the subject of racism came up. Well, When that subject came up, I was asked all kinds of questions and I didn't say uh, what was expected of me as a black man. I didn't speak my thoughts. I spoke truth. I spoke the word. And as a result, I was ridiculed by all sides, blacks, whites, Christians, non-Christians. It didn't matter. They didn't like what I had to say. But everything I said was in line with God's word. Now, did I choose to speak what was popular at the time? No, I chose to speak truth. And this is what we need to do more of. We must value honesty over popularity because what's right will not always be what's popular. I'll say that again. What's right will not always be what's popular. Well, after I got ridiculed by, you know, all from all sides, uh, if you know me at all, you could probably guess what my what my thoughts were regarding this. Well, yes, you're right. I couldn't care less. I don't run my life by what others think. I run my life by what God says, period. I know and am comfortable with the fact that I'm here to speak truth and not my opinion. In the Bible, it says that we are God's ambassadors. Well, an ambassador speaks on behalf of that government that which sent him. Well, we're sent from God. And that's whose message I will speak. An ambassador, uh, let's say from the U.S. Embassy, um, let's say an ambassador is to China. That ambassador has no right to speak his own words. That ambassador has no right to speak his own opinions. He must speak the words of the government that sent him. Number three, we must stop focusing on your vision. I said it. Stop focusing on your vision. But wait a minute. The Bible says, hey, write the vision down and make it plain. Yeah. But I want you to stop focusing on your vision and I want you to focus and write down God's vision. 
Write down God's plans that he has for you. Much too many times we get a great idea. But is it a God idea? Remember, this is leadership God's way. You can work the laws of leadership and unless it is sanctioned by God, unless it's God writ, then you have nothing to stand on. You have no foundation. So we got to stop focusing on our vision and we must start focusing on God's vision. Focus on what God has for you. What's his plan for us? Your ability is limited. But with God backing us now, we're limitless. Now, even though God is backing our, our vision and God is backing the plans, we still must renew our minds. In Romans 12, 2, it says, do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. And what are the results of that? Why do that? Well, finish it. It says, then you will prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. And we know that God's will is for you to prosper just as your soul prospers. It's for you to be protected. It's for you to be in good health. That's what God's will is for us. And your life will live and prove out what God's perfect will truly is. So now your ability is always limited by your mentality. It's impossible to take those that you lead to a place where you've never been yourself. So if a person or one of your leadership team, your staff, if their vision is small, then it's your job to increase that vision. It's your job to take them places they've never been. Go visit here. Go visit there. Hold leadership, uh, leadership classes or lessons on things that are, that are greater than them that can expand their mind. You can never take anyone where you've never been yourself. In Proverbs 23, 7, it says, For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. As you think, so you are. This is why it's so important to renew your mind. We limit ourselves. God said, hey, you know, he's able to do abundantly above all we can even ask or think. So even when we do renew our mind, he's still bigger than that. Imagine that. God is big and he'll increase you and make your name great just as long as he gets the glory. This is leadership God's way, right? Okay. Before you can take a hold of something, you must see it before you can have it. This principle is throughout the Bible, Old Testament and New Testament. We see when God called Abram uh, from his father's house, Terah. Uh, Terah had just uh, died and God said, leave your father's house. And Abram left his father's house. And then after a while, God told Abram, look up and see. You see that word? He said, see. Remember, you can't have it unless you see it. So God said, look up and see. Look at all the stars. 
in the sky. So what God's doing to Abram is he's expanding Abram's mind's eye. He's expanding his heart. You know, uh, Abram, his father, they used to worship the stars. They knew the stars, sun, moon. They knew it very well. And so for God to tell Abram to look up at the stars and they're countless, so many. He says, so shall your seed be. Now, I believe that in Abram's heart, it just kind of fluttered a little bit. It kind of jumped with some excitement, like, wow. Because his mind was being renewed by God. And that's what we must do. We got to stop limiting ourselves. We must renew our mind to what the Bible says, to what God says. What God says is possible is very different than what the world says is possible. The world is very good at pushing its limits on us. But I'm here to tell you that with God, there are no limits. This is why God has called you to lead in such a time as this. God has called you to lead in these end times. God is looking for someone who's tenacious. He's looking for someone who would dare keep him at his word and a walk by faith. He wants us to live not by our current understanding, not by our emotions, but by what his word says. He wants us to live and lead at his call, at his word. He wants us to live by what he says and not the circumstances or situations that may be around us. In Habakkuk uh, chapter two, it says, the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain. And you go a little bit further, it says, and in the end, it will speak and not lie. Glory to God. That vision will speak and it will not lie. How far can you dream? What is that impossible task God has called you to do. You know, God will always call you to do something that you can't do on your own. If you could do it on your own, then you wouldn't need him. If you could do it on your own, then it's not faith. God has called you to do something greater than you because he wants to be there for you. He wants to back you. He wants to get the glory. You know, the Bible says that he wishes that all should be saved and none should perish. Well, you're the one he's called to lead. You pastors and you ministers out there, he has called you to do the impossible. He has called you to drop the jaws of the world. Let's do it. Well, that's about it. As long as the vision is from God and it's not your own, then you will see that you are truly unstoppable. Thank you for listening. Again, I'm Pastor Rodney Kyles of Assembly Church. Live for God, love others, and remember, Jesus is Lord. Thank you for tuning in to the podcast. ICFM is an international fellowship of faith churches and ministries. If you would like more information on our fellowship and what it has to offer, then please visit us online at icfm.org. You can also take advantage of our resources on our ICFM app available on App Store, Google Play, Amazon, and Roku. We pray God's blessings over you as you continue to lead forward.